All right, guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast, where we share the work and play of working class Midwestern millennials. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by... Andrew Dial. What's up, guys? We don't (laughs) usually do it like that. I'm sorry. I'm out of practice. Yeah, you got too much sand in your brain. So... California. So, back from California, uh, went out there. Hope you guys enjoyed our broadcast from the lake bed we had fun doing it for you guys uh had planned to do it every day but as you heard if you did listen we had some uh extenuating circumstances that prevented us from having the time every evening to do it but uh i did get a lot of good feedback from you guys so i really appreciate it um we hope you know next year to do it again and bring you even more update and more coverage from the lake bed so well how were the analytics on that? Were, were, was there a lot of views on those episodes or just about average? Uh, it was above average. It was probably half again better. Nice. Um, the final, so that was another thing. Our episodes, in my opinion, are the right length. Um, you know, we're about an hour and a half-ish per episode. And uh, out there on the lake bed, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. We did like 30-minute episodes. And I was curious to see how those did versus the longer ones. And I don't know if it's subject matter or length, but the final episode was an hour and a half long where we talked about actually finishing the race. And that had the most lit downloads or whatever of any of the episodes. So maybe we're doing the right thing with these long ones. I don't know, but it just tends to go that long and I don't mind it. So yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, you know, the updates kind of, give you a play-by-play on what's going on, what all your buddies are going through, and you kind of feel like you're there without all the sand in all your joints, so. Yeah, the sand was definitely real this year. Um, the The wind was a major factor. Last year, there was almost no wind, and the dust was just hanging in the air, and I don't know if it's poetic justice or what, but uh, basically the wind was normally about 30 ish miles an hour with gusts over 50. That's pretty aggressive. So instead of blowing the lingering dust, it kicked up dust off the ground, like the dust bowl. And it basically felt like you were in a sandblaster the whole time. So from one extreme to the other, I guess. And I assume at some point in the next week or two, when Cody gets back into town, we'll do like a final trip home KOH update. Right. So Cody's in Vegas uh, at the AIM show, which is like a big vendor expo for his industry. Uh, he was asked to bring the, the race car out there for High Lifter to be able to showcase their parts on his machine, uh, how they held up during the race. So he's out there. Peyton got to try a medium stake again the other night. So Like a yearly thing when they go out there or what? Uh, well, Peyton is a borderline vegetarian and uh she you know eats her steak well done or whatever and last year on the way out i believe randy convinced her to order a medium steak well it came out medium rare and it, it just ruined her for a whole year so boss man got a medium steak and he sent that snapchat of her attempting to eat a slice mm-hmm. of his medium steak so i don't know how well that went for her, but uh I know Tom Dial changed my life about eating steak. I feel like we've told that story. We have, we have. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so um, I guess this episode is going to be all about nothing. We're just going to 
kind of go over what we've been through over the last couple of weeks while we haven't done a podcast. The jet ski episode released today. Um, that one we recorded before we went out. So yes, and I uh, I wanted to touch base on that because there's a few things. It's a was a 60 degree gorgeous sunshine day today in Illinois. Between that and listening to the jet ski episode, I am just super on jet ski mode right now, dreaming dreaming of the of the lake. Yeah. So and how it, so how jet ski mode are you? What did you do today? Well, nothing jet ski related, I guess. Oh, oh, I thought you were getting ready to tell me something special. Well, I did get a uh, listener fan mail. Okay. On the jet ski episode already. Okay. So my cousin Austin, he's a he's a listener. He called in. He's like, hey, I'm kind of upset that you didn't mention me in the a- episode. And I was like, why is that? And I actually had thought of this afterwards. And he's like, well... You know, you guys would get new skis and stuff and go up there. You'd have no insurance, no, no, uh, you know, no registration. We'd, you know, go up there and ride dirty. He had all of his T's crossed and his eyes dotted. And uh, you remember when we were up by Sullivan, they had two jet skis. His family did. And him and a friend were up there with us riding. And remember they were like, riding and splashing each other with the jet skis and the conservation officers basically arrested them. I don't remember this. Yeah. So was it on the family lake day or whatever? No, no, no. We were up river. I think I had my 1100 maybe because maybe I didn't have paperwork on that. Or I remember being super worried some of us didn't have our paperwork in order. I know. Okay. And Austin left early. We were up the river past Sullivan Marina around the corner. There's that big cove. Sure. And uh, Austin and his friend left first and they got pulled over because the conservation officers were getting gas at the, at the uh, Sullivan Marina. Sullivan Marina. They got pulled over because they were driving recklessly. He told me that their tickets added up was $5,000. Holy crap. I did not hear that story. Oh, surely. I, I'm sure you heard it at the time. Maybe you just don't remember it. But $5,000? Yeah. $5,000. And he's like, you didn't even mention my $5,000 ticket. So he they got tickets because they were under 18 and didn't have the boater safety course. Okay, okay. Uh, they were driving recklessly and maybe one or two other things. So they ended up having to go to court over it. Did they pay the fine? No. Well, they went to court. And the judge came out and said, why are you guys here? Like, why, why are you missing school? He's like, this is stupid. And the judge was basically like, okay, this one's for no boater safety course. I'm throwing that out. Seems made up. Okay. And then the other one was reckless driving. And he go, and the judge said, that's the only way I know how to drive a jet ski is recklessly. So he threw that out and like, they had to pay $400 for the court fee and that's it. That's honestly, they got the good judge, I guess, because that could have gone way, way worse. Yeah. For I guess I I don't think that I'd, if I did hear that story, I did not commit it to memory because I did not remember that. So Austin, sorry for not mentioning you in that story. So yeah, he was mad because we would always ride dirty and he had all his paperwork in order and still almost went to jail over the deal. Yeah. Well, I guess that happens. So... Anyway, so shout out there. But yeah, I uh, on the jet ski subject, I know you're uh, casually looking for a vintage jet ski. 
I am. I'd uh, spent some time on Facebook Marketplace today trying to find one. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to put the 750 in my ski or put the 550 back in it, leave it stock, and make a deal with Jason on the 750 for his machine. Sure, yeah. Um, I just need to talk to him on that. I really don't want to do a motor swap. I don't. I think I'm too big for the JS platform. So I foresee me keeping that ski for like kids to ride okay. and getting something bigger. So are you still leaning sit down? Or are you thinking a square nose super jet, newer super jet, wave blaster X2? What are we thinking? Jason's buddy uh, over by St. Louis, he's got all kind of stuff. I was <laughs> going to hopefully maybe make friends with that guy and maybe go ride one or two or something. I'd hate to go buy a super jet. And then, and then not, hate like, it. not like it either. But well, you, you I mean, can, the saving grace would be boss man status, buy it in the winter time, get it running, get it riding good, get take it out once or twice, you hate it, sell it peak summer, make a dollar or two. Yeah. I even look at brand new ones. You can buy a brand new Yamaha for like eleven thousand dollars. The only only downside to that would be only being able to use it a couple months out of the year. Right. And I, my lifestyle wouldn't lend to that. Yeah. And then you'd hate to take with all the kids and stuff, you know, part of the, the, I guess allure for me on these vintage skis is doing that up river riding and you know, you can be a little more rough on the holes and stuff. I'd hate to take a brand new hole up the river and, and right. scrape it on some trees and stuff. Yeah, you might have to actually have insurance on something. And then I was listening to the Team Lake Roach episode today, and Jason was talking about riding up the Merrimack yeah. in Missouri, and I I think I'd like to do that. That'd be fun. What about the Three Rivers run? Would you do that with me? Not on a vintage ski, but I would do it on a sit-down. Borrow boss man skis and do it? I'm sure he'd go with us even. Yeah, that would be a good time. So, yeah, that's... We already did an episode on jet skiing, so I guess we won't get too much into it. But before we get into anything else, uh, months ago we had a suggestion about like I think Jer- uh, Jared Yoakum told us that maybe we could make a segment of like upcoming car events, maybe, okay. uh, which is something I'd like to do this summer. You know, um, I saw you shared that the T Town Cruise Night was coming. Uh, what was the date on that? I don't, June, it was earlier than in June than I preferred. I know that because I'm trying to get my Falcon done for it. And I was hoping to maybe get another week or two, but uh, not so much. So that's coming up. That's probably one of the best events of the year. Um, I've said before that my favorite that I look forward to is the Geckner Brothers Mopar show, but the T-Town Cruise Night is honestly one of the best in the area. It draws a huge crowd, lots of really nice cars, and then obviously the burnout pit is what everybody comes <clears> for. So yes, everybody's standing around the burnout pit. So it's Friday, June sixteenth, with a rainout day of the next Saturday that or the the Saturday after the seventeenth. So that's that's a little ways away uh, still, but still going to be coming up right right away. Um, but like I said, I'd like to do a segment you know, this spring and summer of like, Hey, here's the car events that are coming up. Um, here's what we're going to be. Here's what we plan to do is things of that nature. So branching off of that, uh, March 3rd, which is a Friday and 4th, which is the following Saturday is one of the kind of like the kickoff events of the car year for me personally, uh, Indianapolis, um, fairgrounds inside the building there. They have the Mopar, uh, 
uh, Indy Cylinder Head Mopar Swap Meet. And it's an indoor, you know, it's typically pretty chilly that weekend or whatever. It's inside and there's a bunch of vendors there. And I mentioned in a previous episode that I've got those uh, steering gear parts coming for the GTX that I'm going to pick up there. Um, typically, you can find, you know, your basic race car type parts, uh, Mopar specific. And, uh, you know, if you have some oddball Mopar parts you're looking for, I found uh, window crank handles for my dart there. Um, I'm looking for a turn signal uh, lever. I found the HVAC uh, vent like directors or whatever for my GTX there. I still need, I found two on the outside. I still need the two middle ones. Um, but you can find all kind of stuff there. Plus, like I said, the vendors, if you have like new parts that you need, the, you know, the gaskets, seals, nuts, bolts, you know, uh, the reproduction mirrors and uh, lenses and things of that nature, just all your small parts that are kind of, kind of hard to get, uh, you know, trying to find the exact name or part number for it. It's really nice to kind of do an old school, go to the guy selling it and say, man, I got a 69 GTX. I need the, the turn signal lens for the driver's side. And he's like flipping through his little box and he's like, here, do this thing. And it looks exactly like what you need. You can hold it in your hand, feel it, say, yeah, that's what I want and, and take it home with you. It's a lot better than, you know, doing it on the internet and seeing a picture that somebody took, you know, with an iPhone or whatever. So that's one that's coming up here pretty quick, couple weeks. I'm really looking forward to that. Like I said, I got a couple parts to pick up there. So, well, you talk about the the car season starting and the burnout thing. the The only thing I'm more excited about than jet skiing is probably my Falcon. Okay. So I it has been put in the shop. It uh, it's kind of in the way. Got to push it out in the driveway whenever whenever I want to put metal on the plasma table, but. <clears throat> I have been working on it and dumping copious amounts of money into it. I've been fundraising hard on it as far as selling junk parts I don't need and and I shouldn't say junk parts, just old used parts and all that. Like I've had a bell housing for uh, years, a a shatterproof steel bell housing. I was like, I'm never going to use this. Like I I used a hundred bucks. So I put it for sale. Well, I met a guy named Randy Cox which a lot of people know. I know like Dean and Kyle know him. He's a big Ford guy. And he's, I told him what I was all looking for, for my Falcon. He's like, I got everything you need. So I drove up there last Saturday morning with my father-in-law and I went American picking. Nice. Unfortunately, the nine inch I got off my neighbor that I thought was a direct bolt in. Not so much. It is for, so I need one for like a 65 Mustang or 66 and this is from a 67 it's two inches wider so i bought a ford eight inch off of randy for the axle shaft so the eight inch and the nine inch axle shafts are the same the brakes are the same the center section is the only difference okay so So you're going to narrow the nine inch you have so i was hoping to buy the eight inch just swap the shafts in and put the drum brakes on it and be done oh okay not so much because it's too wide so now You know, I almost hate to cut down a 67 Mustang housing. It's probably worth some money, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, have you, have you tried listing it, see what you can get out of it or trade for like, surely there's a guy that made the same mistake in the opposite direction as you. 
Possibly. I know when I was looking for nine inches, when I had my 65, they brought big money. Like a nine inch that could bolt into a vintage Mustang, big money. I mean, a 67 is still a vintage Mustang. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, so I was just going to make it easy and just make it easy and cut it down. But yeah, make it easy by completely I mean, customizing we've, we've it. We've narrowed two, two nine inches. I was going to reuse the ends the way it's made and stuff like Anyway, I won't go into detail because it makes for boring radio, but uh, I think I'm just going to narrow it. Be okay. With it. I mean, that's fine. That's totally I have fine. my father-in-law has a nine-inch narrowing jig, and I think it'll take me an evening. I'll just cut an inch off of each side and put it back together and weld it and be done. There you have so it. So I bought, uh, what else did I get off of him? I bought, oh, I bought some 67 front spindles and disc brakes that were in much 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 better condition than the 73s i bought off the swap meet swap meet um i went to sell those thinking i was going to make big money and turns out now in the last 10 years since i've been into vintage fords they now reproduce those spindles and you can buy brand new ones for cheaper than what they used to go for used nice so once again ford parts aren't worth anything um but my big thing is i need to find black factory steel wheels that are five lug because my car is four lug now. And I about had a stroke looking for um, the prices people are getting out of a factory steel wheel, a hundred, $120 a wheel. You, you can buy new for that, right? Uh, no new factory reproductions are about $140 a wheel for a steel wheel. That's, that seems a little ridiculous to me. Yeah. So I, think the Mopar wheels and the Ford wheels are the same. Just looking at them. Are they same bolt pattern, right? Yes, same bolt pattern. The Chevy ones are obviously different and they have more like a rally wheel look to them. And even if I found some Chevys that for some reason had the same bolt pattern, I don't think I'd put them on because people would just be like, oh, you got the Chevrolet wheels on there. What an idiot, you know? (laughs) For sure. I, I think the Mopar ones look exactly the same. This is a different hubcap, right? In my opinion, though, I'm not a professional, but I really like, uh, I pulled the hubcaps off my Ford and it had nice black wheels underneath of it. And I was like, yes. You like the way that looks? I like the way it looks. Okay. Uh, I also ran into, when you were out in California, ran into major, major uh, logistical and design issues with how I was doing my turbo. With the with the with the fan and the radiator and everything, fan and the radiator and how an air filter was going to mount on it and just everything. So I spent all that time. I had that real nice, you know, multiple bin pie cut. All that's been junked. All of it. God dang it! Probably twenty hours of tube work. I've junked it all. It was good practice. It was good practice. So I ordered more stuff. I'm. I was using cheap stainless before. Right. And that's known to crack. And so I bought real good, heavy, mild steel exhaust tubing. And, uh, I'm going to start over mild steel. I'm going to probably take it all still, mm-hmm. but I, I won't feel bad tacking it with my MIG welder. This right. Time. Right. Get you started anyway. But, uh, the worst part is, and some listeners might be able to relate is between the, between the throttle valve cable for the AOD, the throttle cable for, you know, the, between the gas pedal and the carb, which it's going to have a Holly Terminator or sniper 
and the sh- and the low car shifter, I'm looking at a thousand dollars just for controls. Yeah, it's insane. But I I don't think I'm gonna. I don't want a cheap shifter. I just know that doesn't work out great. I'm not gonna. I just. I think I'm gonna spend the money. I feel like. So why are you? I mean, take a, take a second. Why are we going with low car? Just out of curiosity. <sighs> I guess that's the only thing I've seen. Um, my dad has a low car shifter in his Jeep and I really, really like it. Uh huh. As far as the low car cables, that's, I mean, do you know, can you name one other name brand that makes shift cables and stuff? No, I just, there's a million options for shifters and I just didn't know specifically why we, if there was a logistical legitimate reason or just, is it, is it all cosmetic? Is it functionality? Is it? Fitment. We put a low car in my dad's Jeep with the V8, and I just really, really like it. It okay. mounts to the transmission case, solid rod to the shifter, and like there's no adjusting cables and stuff. Like it just works good. It's super smooth. Uh, I would be open to some other stuff, but like I'm kind of scared of it's. It's a bench seat car, so I want you know a longer 12 or 14 inch, 16 inch shifter. I got to decide. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I don't want a shorter ratchet shifter mm-hmm. that mounts to the floor and cable. And I, that's just not what I'm going for in that car. I, th- <clears throat> I think it would really look good in there. Uh, but I'm open. I'm open ideas. I've not bought anything yet. I was just I was just thinking about the kill duff like I got in the dart or like a winter style shifter. I was just thinking of that for the turbocharged Falcon. You know, mm-hmm. like you you... With the hood closed, you see a little four-door bench seat car, you know, then you look in and there's this, you know, a low car shifter looks just like a old man, you know, street rod type shifter. But, you know, my car with all 180 horsepower it has, you look in the, in the window and you see that killed up shifter lightning rod set up and they like, whoa, what's going on in here? I think that'd be cool for the, for the Falcon too, but it's up to you. I mean, it's your car. I just, right. I just didn't know if there was a legitimate reason, but I did not remember that you had a bench seat, which does kind of restrict your, your mounting locations available for a shifter. Right. And we, we had a, we had an art car, which is a winter shifter in my dad's Jeep before. And it's just got a plastic housing and it, it mounts by that plastic housing. And I just, meh, you know, it was, I just, that, that low car in his Jeep feels so good, but I think my dad, when we bought his low car shifter, it was three hundred and fifty dollars, and I had a hard time finding a low car shifter under four hundred and seventy. Now, I I can believe it. Everything's gone up. So, so that uh, that's where I'm at there. Um, my first step is to get the car running and driving on four lug. Well, maybe not driving. I may put the nine inch in it. Um, it's just one of those where I'm going. I just need to put the nine inch stuff in it because I don't want to have to remake the drive shaft twice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's at the end of the priority, but I probably need to work on it as I go. But then the more exciting thing, not more exciting, but another thing I had going on while you're in California is I bought a six liter and a four L 80 E for my Jeep. Fair enough. Did you know that? Yeah, I yeah, did. I that. Yeah. I just try, I was trying to think of how to politely tell you that you were going to, you know, wake up in hell one day for putting a. Chevy motor and a Dodge product. So it gets better. So my father-in-law has always told me I'd go to hell putting Chevy stuff in Fords. Yeah. 
Well, my father-in-law is a Ford guy, but he has a Chevy race car and an yes. Opal race car that both have, L- well, the Opal's getting an LS. Uh-huh. So we were driving to get those parts. I took him with me and uh, he, he said something. I was like, I ought to put that six liter in my Falcon. And he looked at me and goes, I wouldn't blame you. Really? Yeah. He goes, the technology they got in them LSs, he said, I wouldn't blame you. And I about wrecked the car. Oh my gosh. He he said if he had one, he would consider putting it into. So, you know. You know, typical boomer Ford, Ford guy. Oh, uh, Chevrolet stole the Windsor, you know, the 302 design on there, you know. Yeah. It, uh, get the internet thing on that. But So, uh, Jason is wrestling with life decisions right now. And uh, basically, he went out to California and spent some time with Randy and me talking about uh, wheeling and and everything else. And we may or may not have kind of guilted him into realizing that he's not as skilled with a manual transmission as he would like to think he is. And that the addition of an automatic to his wheeling portfolio would greatly increase his success rate on most obstacles. So I had him convinced to AW4 swap his Jeep. And then you promptly convinced him that he should just LS swap it. So I think that's where he's at now. But the reason I bring it up is I am now wrestling with, do I trade him his old 5.3 that I have planned for the Comanche for his 4.6 stroker for my Comanche. Have you talked to him about it? I ha- I've mentioned, I, I asked him, you know, what his you know, timeline and stuff was, and he's super on Team LS for the Cherokee right now, but he thinks he's just going to put synchros in the AX15, yada, yada. And I asked him, I said, what would you need to have out of that 4.6 stroker? And he basically gave me the typical, I don't know, haven't haven't thought about it. He didn't say it wasn't for sale. He told me it's not for sale. But he said he hadn't thought about it, honestly, and he thinks he should just keep it for, you know, whatever, his daily driver down the road. He's going to make a a 4.6, five-speed Jeep Cherokee to daily drive, never down the road sometime. Well, that's what I I brought up to him when we were talking budget for the LS swap. Well, what happened is, He's like, well, to put an automatic behind my 4.6 stroker, I'm going to have to change exhaust. I'm going to have to change shifters. I'm going to have to change drive shafts. I'm going to have to change the cross member. I'm like, hold up. I was like, if you're going to do all that, just V8 swap it. Like, you're right there at that point. The only thing you wouldn't do with the AW4 that you would for the 5.3 essentially is motor mounts, right? Exactly. And a radiator. And a radiator. And... That surprisingly kind of took hold, and I asked him, like, budget-wise, we were talking money, and I was like, well, don't forget, you could probably sell your stroker for at least a grand, if not more. Oh, not not for sale. I, I'm going to keep that and, and put it in another project. I'm like, okay. Not but sure what project. Be... You know what it would be bitching in would be a uh, AMC Rambler all-wheel drive, like one of those old 1980s. Yeah. It would be cool as shit in one of those. What you need to do is you need to trade him his stroker, his AX15 fixed, and to put into yours because yours has, you know, some bullshit French manual, your Comanche. AX5. 
like I said, bullshit. <laughs> so put an AX-15 in it. You can't put a stroker in front of an AX-5. Right. So you need an AX-15 anyway. You should trade him lock, stock, and barrel. And uh, I've already got pedals in it. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd work out great. He'll He'll surely hear this before long, but that would be an amazing swap. And then he would be LS'd by this summer, possibly. And and I could probably do some. Then kind he would of, have his ex wife's motor in his Jeep, and it'd be like super, you know, poetic. And and double poetic. Instead of putting the four six stroker on ice, it lives on yes. in in a unibody, you know, extension of himself. Yes. I, he like Jason, call into the show and tell us the poetry behind your ex wife's five three in Dixie and Dixie's X four six. In whatever you name my Comanche, which you haven't named it yet. It's, uh, I think we could talk him into this. I, it makes sense for everybody involved, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, the, only, only, the only kicker is, like, the Comanche having that V8 rumble versus the inline six kind of, you know, low tone. I don't, I don't know if I could get by with that, but... You've got all kind of V8s. But... I will say the two the the two pros the two pros here is number one it would be like a Jeep themed deal right so like it would it would everyone LS swaps them because it's easy right it would it would still be a Jeep and number two I wouldn't own a Chevy motor anymore because I mean I'm not a Chevy guy I'm a Dodge guy so there you go I don't know maybe, maybe I won't even talk to Jason. I'll just let him hear this episode and wait wait for him to call me or whatever. So I don't know. This might work. And if if you have an opinion on what engine should go in either Jason's Jeep or my Comanche, let us know. In my opinion, if you had the parts together, 85% of your LS swap could be done in a weekend. Right. You know, your plumbing and your wiring and, and maybe some shifter and some adjustments and your exhaust would take a little bit, but... Uh, I don't know. I was super excited to, to LS swap your Comanche because I honestly feel like it would be a pretty straightforward deal. The biggest, the biggest downside to LS swapping the any any XJ or, or MJ is the power steering hits the power steering the power steering pump pulley hits the power steering box, so you have to relocate that, and then a truck intake which it has. Uh, you have to either lift or cut the hood, which Jason would be so down for in Dixie, but I'm not down for in the Comanche. Gotcha. So you could put a car intake on it, but yeah. I was looking for car intakes they're for some reason. And high. They're, they're high. They're crazy high for some reason. So, and I think your accessories have to match the intake. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch of little nuanced stuff that goes with it. And I just haven't delve that deeply into it yet so josh stork who's also a listener and one of our friends he's got me talked into that six liter actually has iron heads okay i got so two year the first two years of the six liter had iron heads my father-in-law has five three heads so if you put five three heads on them it goes from like nine point like nine and a half compression to ten and a half oh yeah and then he said to use the i think it's brian tooley racing uh truck norris cam <laughs> that is an awesome name <laughs> for really a camshaft <laughs> okay so uh so anyway truck norris and 
I'm just imagining a ten and a half to one compression six liter with a you know with a cammed up and you fire it up. I'm just like, yes. So I actually had a supercharger for my Jeep and I was gonna use it. And now I'm not going to. I've actually sold my spare Jeep motor before I came here. I've got like uh You did you did sell it? Yeah. Nice. The spit my spare one. Right. I still got the one in right. the Jeep. I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna I'm not going to tear the Jeep down until the Falcon's running. I don't want to have two non-running projects coming in the spring. Probably a good idea. So, uh, the Jeep, <coughs> me and Emma took it out for a spin the other day. It is officially getting death wobble at 20 mile an hour on a rock road. <laughs> so. <laughs> what it would, do we decide? We, we replaced the track bar, I thought. But track, it still has bushings. We, we replaced the track bar bushings. I think the axle side's getting egged out now. So I told Randy, I think I'm going to flip the steering over the knuckle. So it's more, f- so it has a flatter steering angle. I'm going to put balance beads in the tires and, uh, which I have a funny story about that. And I'm going to replay all the track bar mounts. And I think I'm going to put a rock crawler track bar on it. And hopefully that solves the problem. So, my knowledge of balance beads, ceramic beads for tires was that they're expensive. So on my red Jeep, I bought airsoft BBs. Right. That's what we used to do at AOA all the time. Dumped airsoft BBs in it, went to go. So this time I was going to get more airsoft BBs. And I was like, let me just look at what ceramic beads cost. It's less than airsoft BBs now. Is it what are you talking counteract beads or is it a different brand or what what are you going for there? I don't just something I bought off of eBay. Okay. I bought I'm gonna put mm, shoot, I'd have to look. It it was I went to the high end, so they have like a recommendation. I'm wanting to say I'm putting that can't be right. Ten ounces in each tire? That's, seems really high. It sounds maybe, a little maybe, high. Maybe eight ounces. Eight ounces sounds about right. I think I'm putting eight ounces in each tire. Okay. So it was cheaper than airsoft BBs of the same weight. What what are we what are we talking? Give me a ballpark here. Like money wise? Yeah. Thirty bucks. For all four tires? All four tires. That's dirt cheap. Yeah. Well, I was I was buying counteract beads like the name brand ones off of Amazon, and thirty bucks will get you like ten ounces, I think. Well, back when I did my Mustang, my sixty five Mustang, Cody sold them to me at like cost, and I had like Eighty dollars. Those Dynabees. Dynabees are for motorcycles, and they're they're a lot more than than counteracts. But yeah, so I mean, heck, I would do that. I, I'll send me a link on those because I would because I run. They're all over eBay. It's eBay's filthy with them. Okay, all right. Um, I'm looking. I bought them off of eBay. I'm looking on my phone now. <clears throat> And you'd like hold music. Do, so, do, 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 so, do, do, so I I actually sold a couple things on eBay last couple months. <laughs> I guess we can talk about that while you're looking through eBay. So I sold a gauge cluster uh, for a Dodge Ram. I had a couple of them left over from trying to fix the problem on my white truck. And uh, basically, I got on there, and I, I've never sold anything on eBay before. And I, I listed it, whatever. And I, I apparently, I put that I had two in stock. I don't remember doing that, but... I have two of them, so I, I just maybe I put two. So they were on there for like a year. I mean, forever. And I had a couple like low ball offers. I had them on there for three hundred bucks. Uh, I had a couple low ball offers for fifty or hundred bucks. You know, no, no, no. Well, 
a couple weeks before hammers, I got an offer of 250 and I'm like, yes, I will take it. Like it'd been months since I got an offer. I was like, yes, I'll take it. I'll get rid of it. Great. Shipped it out to the guy. No issues, no troubles. So I wake up, I'm Tuesday morning, probably, uh, in Cody's camper out in the lake bed to a, uh, please ship your gauge cluster. And I'm like, MFR, I done did it. Like I've shipped it and like I'm reading through and it was for full ask. It was for 300, not the one, the 250. I was like, oh shoot. Hold up. I forgot. I put two of these suckers on there and like it wanted it shipped before Thursday or whatever. Like eBay gets real butt hurt if you don't ship it right away. So I called Dozer <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. He's like, sure, what a, you know, no problem. And Dozer was like, Johnny on the spot, like, yeah, I'll call you back when I get to your house. 10 minutes later, he calls me back. I give him the code to get in. <laughs> and I was like, all right, there's a garage door opener on top of the, uh, on top of the, uh, the microwave. And so he, we're FaceTiming or whatever. And on top of my microwave is a, is a little seedling plant or oh whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I saw it there in the FaceTime. I was like, oh shoot. Hey, okay, do me a favor. Open up that cabinet. He opens the cabinet. I was like, take that cup. He takes it. I was like, I put some water in. He's like, he's like, am I watering a freaking plant right now? I was like, yes. Yes, you are. I like grabbed like a 40 ounce tumbler. You're like, not that big. <laughs> I was like, that little plant on the microwave. It's like this like little bitty pot. It's like, I don't know, the size of a silver dollar with one little seedling coming out of it. And he's like, I grabbed way too much cup. <laughs> I thought I thought your garage door opener was like hidden in your cups or something. <laughs> and you're like, now fill it up with water. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> wait, 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 man. Hey, wait, man. <laughs> oh shoot. So anyway, he goes and, and ships the uh ships the gaze cluster off for me and, and save the day there. And then a couple days later they were calling for a million inches of rain and this podcast studio uh doubles as an aquarium sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> he come and put uh come and put all my crap all over the floor up on you know up on stools and on the freezer and everything so if if it did flood it, it wouldn't get wet but it didn't flood so so you're looking at uh tire balance beads depending on the weight you get 22 to 27 dollars comes with the install tool to put them through the valve stem and new valve stems that are made not to clog up with the with the beads. Gotcha. So that's the same way. That, basically, generic counteracts. Then show me a picture. Yeah, that's exactly a generic counteracts. So anyway, uh, no, that's great. So balancing. I felt so silly that I put airsoft BBs in my last Jeep. Did not even consider to check the price on the legitimate product. Well, back back in the day when I was at AOA, airsoft BBs were like. You, you could get all the airsoft BBs you needed for 44-inch boggers for like $30. In town? At, at Walmart. Yeah, you can't get them at Walmart anymore. Okay, well, thanks, Obama. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and at the time, the only place to get balancing beads was like Neil Tire for semi-tires, and it's like 25 bucks a bag. So you're talking $100 versus $30. That's why we used to do airsoft BBs. Gotcha. And that was my understanding on it. And then times have changed. As the wheels of time roll on. So I'm super excited about the V8 swap for a minute. And then I started researching what I all need to put a V8 in my Jeep. And Correction, to put a GM V8 in a Jeep. That's true. 
And uh, a Hemi is almost plug and play. Just saying. It's uh, the GM is plug and play as well. If you want to spend thirty five hundred dollars on a wiring harness. Well, mm. yeah. So. So the Hemi that. wiring harness is like eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, you can adapt your Hemi to your factory Jeep transmission gauges. It's yeah, all the whole works. Yeah. So, so. It's, I uh, am not doing a Hemi though. So. Guess we just got to do what we got to do. My right? big hang up I wanted to keep was cruise control. And Randy's like, you can have cruise control. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you just do it with the GM drive-by-wire pedal. I was like, but can I do it with the switch on the steering wheel? He's like, no, you have to put in another switch, which all the hot rodders do. Right. I won't be able to use the Jeep cruise control thing, but. Which isn't that fantastic anyway. Uh, I, I was going to go the supercharger route. And I will completely be honest, I was drinking very heavily and um, my wife had her friends over and had like a girl's day and they were all drinking and and I was out in the shop scrolling through Facebook, staying away from the women and Rick Dosenbrock had posted it for sale, is in town, I knew the guy, I just messaged him, I'll take it. Sure. Uh, I think I I beat him up a hundred bucks on it or something, you know, and he's like, sure, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you want a 4LADE with it? Yeah, need that too. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I quit drinking and uh, he had he went to church and went out to eat and all this stuff. So about four hours later, I went and got it and uh, was super jazzed up about that. And then I was like, well, I need to focus on my Falcon. And Josh Stork came over the next day and he's basically talked me into get the Falcon going first. And that's probably the right thing to do. Yeah, it makes no sense to create two unrunning projects like you were saying, so. But, uh, yeah, so I've just been I've just been in Falcon mode and funds raising mode, and I just want to get that Falcon going. And now, like, my goal is I have Googled trailer hitches for 62 Ford Falcon. Oh, yeah. So if you know where that's going. You betcha. Yeah, we're towing jet skis to the lake with the Falcon. That would be amazing. Or it will be amazing. Will be. That's the right language to use, my guy. So, oh, you want to take a break here? I got to pee. Okay. All right. Well, we will be right back. We'll be right back. So yeah, um, on my side of things. Oh, we're, we're done talking about me now. Are, are we? Are we done talking about you? Yeah, for now. For now. So on my side of things, uh, my GTX is tore apart in the garage. Well, what was your goal on that? The spring run. Spring run. When? It, which is when? Uh, May. Basically, my birthday weekend, like May 1st or 2nd or 3rd. You really said something about that on your car show calendar you talked about earlier. Yeah. Well, maybe next episode we can bring up the the spring run. The spring run is not really like a car event. It's just something that we just get together and do for the uh, Kentucky Derby Day. Okay. The girls, they wear their hats or whatever. And oh, yeah. I went on that one year. Yeah. Amanda. That was the first time I met Amanda. Yeah. Oh, back Back when you had a car. No, I rode with you. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I rode with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she wanted to ride with you and you you were like, no. No, I just let the air out of my air shocks. 
And then she 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 went back to her mom and dad's car and was like, uh, he didn't want me to ride with with him. And her mom and dad were like, what the hell is this guy's problem? Sam was playing hard to get, didn't even know it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> the moment she knew she wanted you more than anything. <laughs> Worked out, right? Uh, I ended up riding with Kyle. Yeah. And his convertible, and that was a good time. So anyway, uh, brakes are in for the GTX. I think I mentioned that before. And I assume that was a disc brake car originally. My GTX? Yes. No. It was drum? Yeah. Oh, we're both converting. Look at us go. Yeah, I mean, just moving into the you know 20th century here. Damn kids and drum brakes did fine for years. Yeah, they, they did fine until I about killed a guy on a motorcycle when he was in my lane. So hmm. uh, anyway... I was planning on doing that tonight because it was such a beautiful day today. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dozer texts me, hey, you want to do a podcast? Like, yeah, I would rather do that than work in the garage. So we got, we got to change that. We need to like get work days. We do need work days. Like, Cody had work days going up to KOH. Like, it's time for just Sam muscle car work days. Yep. One night at my house, one night at your house. Yes. We need to do this. We need to schedule this. Get All right. So uh, my girlfriend doesn't listen. So she can't make a calendar note, but uh, does Laren listen? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> She's listened to more than your girlfriend, but not regularly. More than zero. So yes. got it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's uh, next on the chopping block is getting brakes put on that. Um, just not really sure how, what all goes into that, but I do know I have to change master cylinders. And uh, that requires bleeding brakes, so that would be a really, really good wrenching day is having you come over. I know you've had this happen, but have you ever bought something and if you would have if you would have bought it one year older or one year newer or something, your life would have just been way easier? Uh, lots of things. The GTX is not one of those things. So on my Falcon, to use the '67 Mustang brakes, if I had a '63 or newer Falcon. They would bolt on. But since I have a 62, I have to replace all the suspension components with 63 and newer Falcon suspension. Gotcha. Which is pretty much the same as the Mustang, except for the center steering link on on the uh, steering. So it's like one of those, once again, one year newer would have been a lot less headaches. Nothing nice, man. So anyway, more... We'll go back to you. I just want to bring that up. I mean, it's a valid point. Uh, my 05 Ram is that way. Uh, it's like a one of those one-year deals. Um, 96 XJs are that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, shoot, I can't even think of everything now. I mean, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff that that was that way. Like I know, like Clayton's Camaro. We talked about on the other episode. If it had been one year newer, it had tuned for it. Yeah, my. Uh, my Grand Cherokee have been two years newer to had a different engine and the different dash and stuff. And I don't know, just basically you just don't know that stuff when you buy it. Like you don't know until right. you get into it. And yeah. So anyway, that's that. Um, speaking of which the white truck got a tailgate this week. I saw that on the Snapchat machine. Yes. Looks yes. Good. Is so. that going for sale? Are you keeping that? Or you, you know, I'm torn. I was going to sell it and buy Kyle's truck and now you're all like, dur, dur, dur. I'm going to, hey, I was in line before you, mother. Whatever. So anyway, you're all like, I'm going to trade you my 08 for your whatever Kyle's year is, 12 or whatever it is. 
And uh, now I'm thinking I should probably be saving money for other goals that I have. And there's really nothing wrong with my 05. And if I'm going to have the Grand Cherokee fixed up, I don't really need a nice vehicle to bebop around in. I just need something to tow my junk to right, Bowling basically Green. basically be like a farm truck. You ought to put a flatbed on it. No, <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and our life is come full. I mean, you can always put it for sale for too much money. Well, that's that's normally what I what I try to do. Um, that's that's really all I got going on that. Um, I did buy yesterday. I I sent you guys a. Te- uh, Snapchat baited Snapchat waiting for you guys to comment on it. Uh, I have an addiction to used tires. <laughs> I was waiting for a blow up. A, a blow up? Yeah, what? Oh, I, from, from Boss Man? From Boss Man. Uh, he's busy. He's preoccupied. Okay. H- had he been home, he probably would have blow up. So I bought more used tires uh, yesterday. I was, you know, right place, right, right time. Um, I was at a customer shop. And he had a customer that was getting brand new, like 35 something, something BFG AT3s, uh, gorgeous freaking tires on his Jeep. And, uh, he had some kind of Arturo junk mud train on him. And he had one brand new one, two good one, like two decent ones. Right. So he had five tires cause obviously the spare is brand new. And, uh, he was like, Timmy, you need to find me somebody to buy these tires. And uh, Tim looked at me and he's like, that guy will buy them. I'm like, I don't need any damn tires. And I looked at him like, though they're 18s, I, I need 17s. Because I was just the other day, I was telling Timmy to find me some good 17-inch all-trains or whatever. And uh, he's like, he'll buy them. I was like, they're 18s. I can't use them, can't use them, can't use them. And so the customer goes, if somebody offered me 400 bucks for these damn things, I, I'd just let them have them. And I'm like, man, I wish they were 17s. Then I got to thinking, I got a set of 18-inch rims for 8-lug Dodge in, in a box, either in my storage unit or at Cody's building. Not sure. I got shit everywhere. So uh, I was like, man, I don't know. Are they loud? And he's like, well, they, they got a noise to them, so they're probably loud as shit. But anyway, I was like, ah. I don't know. And I, uh, I asked, so you'll take 300 for him. Right. And he's like, Oh, and he like f- just flips his shit. Like they're, they're $10,000 worth of tire. You know, you know how people get. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, I was like, I don't really need him. He's like, well, make me an offer. So I pulled 300 bucks out of my wall. I was like 300 will buy him. Right. And he's like, damn you. You know, and he took, take some money. I was like, nice. How tall are they? Uh, they're three Oh five. 70 65 18s nice so they're like 33s essentially mm-hmm. um but i mean shit for 300 bucks hard yeah, to go wrong so only thing that i don't know is if i need lug nuts for those aftermarket wheels that i got yeah that gets expensive at two dollars a piece and amazon baby yeah that's true i bought some for the gtx off a of rock auto uh a, a 20 piece lug nut set because i'm switching to right hand uh studs with the disc brake oh and i bought right hand studs for the dumbest to knock them out put new studs in the rear um so i bought all new lug nuts for the gtx and it was like <laughs> you had to buy 20 of them but they were like 60 cents a piece nice. if you bought 20 Love off of rock auto so i might you know 
normally get uh, the spline lug nut kits for razors and, and other vehicles and trailers and stuff for aftermarket wheels. I get those on Amazon pretty reasonable too. So, Have you, uh, has there been any progress on your Hemi as far as fresh? I do, I do not know. I plan on trying to get to Crossroads early this Friday and just kind of scoping it out and being like, so where is the Hemi coming along? You know, just kind of get a feel for it. Um, and other things that I have other people doing for me. Um, I got a call while I was in California that the Chrome is done for dad's motorcycle. So tomorrow will be Thursday. So it'll be a week ago when this podcast comes out. Dad's going to run over to Quincy and get the Chrome and get it picked up and get it brought back to the guy putting the motorcycle together. So that's pretty exciting. I can't wait to see what that stuff looks like. Um, the guy is super, super top-notch dude. I've seen some of, like examples of his work, and I felt like the price was reasonable, um, all things considered. Um, a little more than I wanted to spend, but I kind of have an idea of what goes into the chroming process and the way everything is shot up price-wise across the board. And I, from what I understand, there's a extreme amount of you know disposal and you know all kinds of regulation that goes into the chemicals that they use so while it was more than i wanted to spend on it i don't feel like it was out of line does that make sense mm -hmm. so that's that's going um, which i still have a pile of motorcycle parts that need to be powder coated at my shop right i think you have it all right yeah, some of it's black and some of it's like eggshell. You might have to remind us. It's been a while. I don't know. Just shoot me a Snapchat or whatever. Your, your biggest your biggest problem is when you tell my wife it's not a hurry because oh. that gets. Well, as long as it's done, you know, before the end of April, really. Um, well, well, before the beginning of April will be better because there's a show in the end of May that I want to take it to. Maybe me and you can just powder coat them. Hell yeah, why not? Let's come out. We're, we need to start doing one day a week, Hot Rod. Me and Jerry have been doing Thursday nights, which I know Thursday's not a good day for you. No day's a good day for me, but I can carve out a day. Oh my at least goodness. at least every other week. We could just end this podcast and we could be out your house right now doing it. That could still happen, honestly. Yeah? Why not? Because uh, I got to be up early in the morning. So, so who doesn't? Uh, time is it we started this early it's only 8 30 it is only 8 we could go work for two hours and you could still be in bed at a reasonable time you live like an hour away from here uh no anyway um we, we can reconvene after the podcast that's a no uh, we'll talk about it anyway <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of like my stuff that is in progress in my life i guess what about you? Something else I've written down is that, so we have a ton of show ideas that I don't feel like could be full shows. Okay. Uh, one thing I wrote down was cup holders. Cup holders. You want to go on a cup holder rant? Yeah. You could even go on a sand page. I mean, we, I don't even know if we've seen a sand page yet. We have not seen a sand page. I, You're I, too I, professional I, on this. I tried to be really professional and maybe that's the wrong thing to do. I don't know, but. I mean, I, I'm not even prepared my, for this rant. Miley Cyrus doesn't get famous by being professional. She gets famous by being crazy. This is true. This is true. So, ah, uh, shit. So I guess my cup holder, like 
complex started when I bought my first Cherokee. When I bought Ryan Brandt's cousin's Mm -hmm. Cherokee, the uh, mean green with the back cut off. And anyone who knows anything about Cherokees knows that those are an optional aftermarket add-on. If you want to hold a cup in a Cherokee, you got to buy a plastic cup holder that goes over the emergency brake to hold a cup. And it's substandard. I mean, it is very... How they designed a vehicle to hold kids to soccer practice and didn't put cup holders in it blows my mind. No wonder why Chrysler is about broke. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Idiots. So I have a love-hate relationship with cup holders in my life for multiple reasons. I mean, I can totally understand where you're coming from. You know, if you're in an older vehicle, for instance, I had that 96 Chevy half ton. I totally get it. Tumblers were not a thing in 19, in 1996. Totally understand. That's fine. Um, but I haven't found any cup of any vintage that still fits in their cup holders, right? <laughs> so like tumbler, I'm okay with it. You can't get a tumbler in the cup holder. That's fine. But when I go to Dairy Queen and I order a chicken strip basket meal, the, the five buck lunch or whatever. We think we're the Daily Queen. So what's it come with? It comes with a Sunday and a medium drink. I know where this is going. Neither one of those fit in the cup holders of a 96 Chevy half ton. And the reason I do not own my 96 Chevy half ton anymore is because I was turning off of um, Walnut, no, turning Wabash. off of Wabash onto Walnut. With your, chick- with your chicken, chicky strips. With my chicky strips next to me, bench seat, chicky strips <laughs> next to me. Minding your own business. Just, <laughs> <laughs> doing nothing wrong, Jesus. And I take a right-hand turn, and my Dr. Pepper falls out of the cup holder onto the floor, bursts open, Dr. Pepper everywhere. I whip into the... Uh, the, uh, the, the the computer place there yeah. in the parking lot, slam on the brakes. I'm just so mad. Guess what? My chicky strip basket <laughs> slides off of the bench seat into the Dr. Pepper covered oh, floor. No. I was just so livid. I swing open the door. Oh, shit. I swing open the door and I throw all the freaking fries and chicky strips all <laughs> over the parking lot. I text Jeremy Shore. I'm like, do you still want this piece of shit Chevy? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. Sold it to him right there on the spot. <laughs> Which reminds me, that's how I sold the uh, CJ5 and the Jeepster. I was so pissed off that day at Badlands. I was like, 500 bucks, get them both out of my face. I'm just pissed. I'm just done right. with it. Yeah, um, and I sell projects for a loss. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's when I learned my lesson, guy. So anyway... Um, cup holders and, and most older things just suck. Um, what else? So the Dakota that I had my first vehicle, um, the cup holders were decent, but not terrible. I mean, better than a 96 Chevy, better than a 96 Cherokee, um, Dodge cup holders, second gen Dodge cup holders, garbage. Um, third gen Dodge any, cup, any holders. cup holder that deploys out of the dash is junk. Change my mind. I, I'm trying to think of something that, that, so 
No, because the the caravan, the caravan, de- okay, they, all right, they deploy out of the center console though. Well, my town and country, they come out of the dash and, and out of the center they, console. Cup holders There's like for sixteen day. cup holders in that van. So in in old cars, so like your my Dart, your Falcon, my GTX, it, they didn't even have cup holders. They had a little ring on the glove box lid that when you open the glove box. You could, I mean, it was like a sixteenth of an inch deep that when you're at a drive-in movie, you could set a beer can there. Um, not really sure what they were going for on that, but I'm assuming that back in 1969 or whatever, you didn't get to go drinks. It wasn't a thing. Like you went to somewhere and you ate your meal and drank your drink. Well, it's mostly at home. Okay, sure. You know what I, I mean? mean, well, like I mean, well, they had drive-ins, but then they would like set the little tray yeah, on the you window go when you went to the sock hop. Yeah. So anyway. Driving these old cars, my girlfriend and her parents and most people in the car community are like, oh, just put it between your legs. Well, I don't have the coordination to do that. I cannot have a open container in between my legs while I am steering and shifting and be able to per, you know, apply the correct pressure with my knees not to either crush it, spill it, whatever. And... I just, you know, my dart doesn't have sway bars. So, you know, it kind of body rolls pretty bad while I'm driving. And I I don't even have sway bars. So I just, I get all crossed up and I get a wet lap and it just infuriates me. So like I, I have been on the search now for cup holders in the GTX for, since I got the GTX. factory cup holders? No, there's no such thing. Well, gotcha. Marlene went to a car show once and she saw like this really nice upholstered thing. I'm sure the guy just made it, but this really nice upholstered, you know, cup holder deal, just two cup holders. And it slid with a little, had a little panel that slid between the center console and the passenger seat. And it was just a nice little upholstered thing that looked really nice. It it hold two cups. Well, my plan for the GTX is the center console that opens up. And I don't really use it for anything. Like I put the the brochures they put in your car at car shows. I just shove them in there, you know. And uh, there's a couple like spare bus fuses or whatever. But I do have the glove box insert that I can put in there now that I can put all that crap in there. So I have like this closed cell foam that comes in like scan tool work centers. Like they pack all package all the stuff in there with this closed cell foam to keep everything from moving. I've been scavenging onto that over the past couple of years and my plan is to do a Jeff Derrickson and like custom cut it to go down in in that glove in that center console box and fit like completely flush and then cut two cup holder rings out and then go to like Walmart or like Boat US or whatever and get the little plastic cup mm-hmm. holder cups stick down in there close the lid on the center console looks factory open it up bam tumbler Thank you. Drink holders. Drink holders. Dude, if you spill a tumbler in that car, I bet you'd just go ill. Yeah. I mean, that. so I only, in that car, I only take the tumblers with the lids and like, I'll like have the silicone straw, I'll shove it down in the lid and then close the lid. And then I don't really worry too much about drinking while driving. And then when we get to our destination, then I open up the lid and I can drink my unsweet tea through the straw at that time so like your dart and like my falcon spill a little tea oh well yeah i mean the dart no big deal the the gtx kind of a big deal so 
Yeah. Anyway, are you that, gonna are you gonna have a Hemi car that's not slow? Is that are you gonna change the carb or anything? Or it is getting a new carburetor. Um, not sure which carburetor yet, but it is gonna get a new carburetor. The demon's going away. Um, it it has some pretty. I mean, it's got some pretty decent parts in it. Dean's gonna go all the way through it for me, freshen up, new bearings, new everything, new seals. Um, and the transmission is fully built. I mean, it's going to put the power to the ground. Whatever power there is to put to the ground is going to get put to the ground. Um, we're also going to, I don't know if it'll happen before the spring run, but I have a third member with uh, a sure grip in it that he's supposed to be going through for me. So it's one wheel right now? It's one wheel right That's now. Sad. So he is going to freshen up the third member and it came with like, I don't know, 391s or something silly. And uh, he's got like 323s. He's going to, they're brand new Richmond gears. He's going to switch me because um, 391s is something that he wants, but not great for a cruiser. Mm -hmm. So he's going to switch me for some like 323s and freshen up that sure grip and have it ready to go in. And my hope is the rear end that's in the GTX, like I don't, I didn't, when I tested it, when I first bought the car, acted like an opener in but not exactly like i thought an opener in should act and i've come to find out now that that's what a worn out sure grip acts like gotcha so my fingers are crossed i'm going to pull that out to put the freshened up one in and it's a worn out sure grip so i'll have another sure grip third member on the shelf ready to freshen up for another vehicle so that's my hope there but yeah what's your dart got in it is it it's a sure grip 373 sure grip yeah gotcha yep so just, I mean, Mopars, you got to have spare parts because they're fucking junk. So fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, what's going on with, with my cars. Um, this weekend I have to put glow plugs in the Volkswagen. Um, that car, as much as I love that Volkswagen that Amanda drives, it's a freaking money pit. Like every time you turn around, it needs something. Um, I've got a headlight sitting upstairs. I got to put in it. And four glow plugs upstairs I got to put in it. Uh, when we got that real cold snap, check engine light come on, glow plug, open circuit, whatever. So you're going to replace one, you got to replace all four. Um, luckily, they're easy to get to. Um, I've been spraying them down with the uh, PB blast or whatever, mm -hmm. trying to get them not to freeze in their bores because that could be a nightmare to handle. But uh, I got that going on. And then it also needs another rear alignment. We put the wider tires on it. We've been fighting that thing since since we put wheels and tires on it, trying to get it to drive straight, you know, chasing down problems, had some blown out bushings and aligned it a couple different ways. And I think I finally found the right combination of uh, caster and toe for the rear end um, because it is eating rear tires like crazy. And it still drives like crap. So plan is to get the glow plugs put in that and uh the rear alignment done um just does she drive it to work every day or does she just drive it between no she's house and yours? she's been driving to work every day uh it won't start when it's cold because the glow plugs now so when it was real cold, cold a couple weeks ago and then obviously next week it's gonna be cold so i was gonna do it you know a couple weekends ago but then got busy and got ready for koh and then i was gone for koh and the whole thing. Right, and you got disc brakes now to put on your car, so very important things. 
I mean, there's just, there's always something. I mean, who doesn't have a million projects going all the time, right? I couldn't imagine having a life that didn't have that many projects. You know, I, I think about that every once in a while. Like, what do people do when they go home and don't have stuff to fix? I mean, like, what what do you even do? I know what they do. Sports. They, sports. Sports. They go home and watch sports. Sports ball. So go speaking, sport, go sports team. Speaking of sports, what was just this weekend, Dozer? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Did you watch it? I did. I did not plan on watching it, but we ended up at my mom and dad's house for supper. And after supper, they're like, "We're gonna watch the game." And I was like, "Whatever." So, pour me a rum and coke and sat there and watched the Super Bowl. So, and, like, accidentally got into it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't really watch football anymore, but I did watch most of the Super Bowl. When you see um, a 300-pound man slam into another 300-pound man, and, and it's just like, ooh, you know? It, Even if you're not a sports fan, it's like, ouch. Yeah, that, that, that definitely looked like it hurt. But, uh, no, Amanda wanted to watch the Chris Stapleton um, opening at National Anthem. We actually were taking a nap and didn't get it turned on by the time it happened. Uh but we did watch it on Facebook afterwards. I thought that was super good. I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought it was super good. I thought it was the halftime show. No. What? The Chris. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Listen, I'm Linda. Jason's texting me about jet ski. <laughs> the Chris Stapleton National Anthem. I think we started watching after it. We haven't but, seen it. But it's been all over Facebook. All rage, yeah. Anyway, and then the other thing is she wanted to watch the the halftime show. So anyway, we watched it. Um, my biggest takeaway from the whole game itself was the Chiefs uh, paid some serious money to the referees and gave the quarterback, after he hurt his ankle at half, halftime, gave him some seriously good drugs. Yeah. I don't know what they gave him, but it was seriously, seriously good drugs. Because I guess afterwards, like I saw some uh, – Interviews with him afterwards, his eyes were all darty, and he just looked like he was out of it. But there was a couple instances where he, uh, he, like he couldn't find the open receivers or whatever, so he, he ran the ball like several yards yeah. for first down a couple of times. Like, damn, dude, getting the MVP trophy for real this time. So, uh, um, then the other thing. So, like, first off, what were your thoughts on the halftime show with Rihanna? I mean, it's whatever. I mean, you can pretty much expect something weird anymore. Right. I didn't pay that much attention to it. I was honestly looking for Falcon parts at okay. that point on okay. Marketplace and drinking rum and Cokes. Uh, it was whatever. You know, you get the whole, every year, worst halftime show ever, you know, on Facebook, all these people. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's whatever. It was strange, but. So There's always strange anymore. So I actually, I actually didn't hate it. I actually liked it. I'm not a Rihanna fan, but I do like some of her music and I thought she was a good performer. And, uh, both the man and I thought that she looked pregnant while she was performing. Um, I thought it was strange, like the floating iPhones and stuff and all the dudes in the white coats or whatever. Um, but I will tell you that my favorite part of the Super Bowl is has always been the commercials and i thought they were really good this year um my favorite one was the 2b commercial where they like 
changed, like it made it look like whoever was in control of the remote, like was totally screwing up the channel. Mm -hmm. That marketing genius right there. And then some of the commercials, they're always weird. Um, and I, I read a thing where like a bunch of brands collabed to like save money. So like they oh, all like got Coors Light and Bud Light. Yeah. And, and, like and then like Netflix and GM and, and, uh, uh, Michelob and, uh, somebody else. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but they like, it was like blue moon and there was like a commercial I had like three beers in it. it was yeah. Like, so I guess the idea was like all these, these brands got together and they, collabed and pooled their resources because Super Bowl ads obviously aren't cheap. Yeah. But uh, my second favorite part is it reminded me why I love the effing internet so much because we're sitting there watching the Super Bowl and Amanda was like, is Rihanna pregnant? I don't know. So I'm like Googling, is Rihanna pregnant? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, didn't really get anywhere. We watch another quarter and Fourth quarter starts, and I get back on my phone because I'm bored, and I'm scrolling through Instagram, and not, I mean, a quarter is 15 minutes long, and 15 minutes after the freaking halftime show ends, the memes, memes, the memes, they're just rolling in, and my top favorite ones is they had, like, uh, Mario and Yoshi, like, like Super Smash Brothers, like fighting on those iPhones, like yeah. Super Smash Brothers, like that was one of my favorites. And then like there was one, and I've seen like the video meme before, and it's like an alien, like a really shitty looking alien, like in a disco of flashing lights and stuff. And it was like Rihanna's baby during the halftime <laughs> show, <laughs> bouncing around. It's like oh, I was like, damn it! Fifteen minutes go by, and the internet is just <laughs> running wild with the memes, man. I yeah. just like it. Just from like, people are so creative, and they come up with these memes just instantly, just just literally. It's like it would have taken me fifteen minutes to even find like the actual pictures to put in the meme not let alone build the meme and put the captions and everything and then post it and let it go viral like what the hell's going on you know what i mean so the the internet just never fails to disappoint you know what i'm saying yeah it uh i've seen a few that you know they were like saying that uh the guys in white were like chinese spy balloons and stuff like that and just i think i think nate nate thompson's my hero I so, agree. So Nate Thompson, if you're listening, keep yeah. up the good work, my man. He, I, I tried to find it this morning in the in the Wednesday morning meeting. He made a post about like, I'm drinking during the Super Bowl as I always do, and my unwelcome conspiracy theories for the halftime show are as follows. And he had like four or five different like. <laughs> Rihanna's a red blood cell and all the dudes are white blood cells yeah. attack here. Like he had like three or four different conspiracy theories already about the halftime show, but I couldn't find the post. So, uh, you know, Nate, if you're listening, please tag me in that post so I can go back and read it. Cause I was laughing my ass off just sitting there watching the Super Bowl, reading your Facebook post. So his are always, are always prime for quality entertainment. He posts a bunch, and I, and I appreciate seeing his stuff on Facebook. So I listened to the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. Yeah. And they, the day after the Super Bowl, they always have the funny Super Bowl commercial segment. Uh-huh. Didn't do it this year. They're like, there was no funny commercials. Really? Yeah. They didn't even do it. No, they didn't find any of them funny? The only thing they talked about was the one where the they did like the point of view on the dog with the family growing up. 
Okay. Did you see that one? Uh-uh. Oh, they said that was like good, but you know, kind of tugged at the heartstrings, and that was about all they talked about. They're like nothing else was funny. I uh, I didn't think. I honestly, I didn't think any of them were funny, but I thought a few of them. But they're were like good. known for being funny. Yeah, that's true. I I thought a few of them were good, but like the ones that tried to be funny were just not funny at all. Like the one with uh, is it uh. Ben Stiller or whatever, like dumping Pepsi on his head. Yeah, that was strange. I was like, what the hell am I even watching? It's like, how much money did I have to pay him to do that? Yeah, I mean, for the right money, I'd dump anything on my head. Shoot, so. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right, baby. Oh, shoot. So anyway, yeah, that's that. Um, I don't know. The Super Bowl is whatever. I, I don't really watch sports anymore. I used to really be into football, um, but ever since it got political, just didn't doesn't really hold any interest for me and I, i'll tell you what put the nail in the coffin um there was a meme i read basically a kid was playing or was watching somebody play some video games on the internet like kids do youtube people stream their video games on the internet and the the meme or whatever was the dad goes up to the son and he's like man why are you watching people play minecraft on youtube you can literally go over there and play minecraft on your own game console and the kid was like why do you watch football you can literally go outside and watch football <laughs> i was like damn <laughs> burn so anyway yeah i don't really watch sports but uh me neither <clears throat> and i've got, and i i think it might hinder me like in business and life you need that social because like you'll go like you go like talk to you know the vice president of the bank you'll run into like hey who do you got winning the Super Bowl like uh don't even know who's in the Super Bowl your mom yeah <laughs> your mom's winning the Super Bowl <laughs> oh, oh shit. yeah I don't know I just like <clears throat> I've got a hot rod I'm building so I just don't I'm busy thank have you time and effort and energy to put towards sports usually, but we've talked about it for 15 minutes on our podcast. So I'll, I'll tell you what's cool is like being able to try and have that conversation. And like, I, you know, not always, but sometimes like I'll try to be like, yeah, he, which what's it was on a movie or something, but like, oh man, I, I really hope they score a lot of baskets in their football game. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I, every once in a while, I'll try to throw that in there, like, cause Brent and Kyle will be talking about football and, and, you know, talking like, oh, this guy's stats and that guy's stats. I really give a shit. You know what I mean? But right. I'm like, oh yeah. And so how many, how many baskets did Tom Brady score in his football match the yeah. other night? You know, what I mean? there's a meme about that too. What's that kid with the thumbs up? It's like when your buddies, when you're working on your race car and your buddy's trying to talk about how many, how many baskets Tom Brady scored in his hockey match, and it's just a yeah. kid with two thumbs up. <laughs> cool dude. Oh, oh shoot. Man. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Something else I like to talk about is uh how awesome my girlfriend is okay so before i before we recorded this podcast she sends me a uh, a picture and text message of uh okay first of all valentine's day we had that that was a thing and we don't celebrate valentine's day we think it's a a scam put on mm -hmm. by hallmark to sell cards and flowers right so shout out to her for not making me buy her a dozen roses blah 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 so today she sends me a picture of an old like 50s 
four-door, I think it's an Oldsmobile. I don't know. And she says, dad says we need to buy this. It's got new interior, whatever, $5,000 or whatever. And, uh, we were in a, a group Snapchat, you know, with Jeremy Sherwood, Tim and Chris Gebhardt and, uh, Bailey, uh, Sherwood's girlfriend and, and, you know, all those people that we all hang out with over there. And, uh, Tim always says that, uh, Sherwood and I won the girlfriend lottery cause our girlfriends like cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that. Like my girlfriend sent me like most girlfriends are like, you can't buy that freaking car. And my girlfriend's like, we should buy this car. Like I have to tell my girlfriend, I don't think we need to buy this car. So like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, uh, Sherwood actually, uh, have you seen his new car? Huh. He, he added me on Facebook last week. So, but I don't, I couldn't tell you what he drives or anything. Well, he drives my old 98 Chevy and then he's got a 77 square body with an LS in it. Well, he just bought a 70, well, I guess say just bought this last fall. He bought a 79 Lincoln Continental two door with, uh, 53,000 original miles. And it's been parked since 1988. Nice. And it is just a land yacht, man. It is cool. And uh, he's been going through it. He cleaned out the interior. He found all kinds of cool shit in there. And he's draining all the varnished gas out of the gas tank tonight. And he's just, he's going through it, making it, he's going to make it a cruiser. It's, it's going to be really cool. So I'm pretty excited to see that on the road this summer too. We should be over there doing that instead of this podcast. We can we can include Sherwood into the uh into the wrench and Wednesdays or whatever the whatever we're gonna make it be. I don't know. So um I don't know. What what else? What else, Dozer? I'll have to look at my list here. How how many how many pictures do you have on your phone? How do you know? Well, on an iPhone, you just click on your little photos button and you go to your albums. And it tells you the total number of photos in each album. About 7,000. So on the way home from California, I had like 5,200. And I am down to 3,052. Nice. So I just, I take a lot of pictures for work. Like the guy's like, hey, do you have a blah, blah, blah hammer? And I'll just take a picture for the text message and send it to him a text message. Well, the phone saves it. And I just have just hundreds of those pictures saved in my phone. So I went through as I was bored, driving down the road, riding passenger down the road, deleted all those pictures. So 7,000, huh? Mm-hmm. Mostly car stuff related, I guess. Or do you have a bunch of work pictures too? Uh, work as in tractors. <laughs> right. Mm. Let's see here. <clears throat> Got like the uh, Idiocracy Paradox, Dave Ramsey, Dad Jokes. Well, I told... Uh, Cup I, Holders was on here. I told Nate Fredericks we need to have him on here for a Dad Jokes episode. Yeah. He has some Dad Jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has some Dad Jokes. Um, So we'll have to do that for an episode, but... I think right now we're kind of grasping at straws. So Yeah, I'm about over it, honestly. Oh, shoot. Well, I guess... Uh, if guys, you made it this far, sorry. 
Yeah, we uh, we definitely apologize for wasting your uh, day, evening, whatever weekend. Yeah, if you got if you got suggestions on who we should have on the show, like if we talk about somebody, like we ought to try to get Dean on the show. And we- and I, I thought about that. The only problem is is after doing the live on location, uh, in in the Hammertown, that whole mobile setup is less than ideal. I need to do something different with microphones. They had a lot of feedback and there was like the, I don't know. It just, it just sucks. So I don't really want to have him down here. Cause I feel like he needs to be chain smoking while he's doing this. And I don't really want him chain smoking in my basement. So, but if, if you want to be on the podcast, let me know, uh, get a hold of us and, uh, we will be glad to have you on here. We can either call you in or you can come down to the studio. Um, We'll get you on here, and if you got any suggestions for topics you want us to reach out and talk about something specific or get our opinion on, we're experts on our opinions, so uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook at the Short Story Long Podcast, or you can email us at askshortstorylong at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to share this with uh, maybe not this episode, but maybe an episode you like with one of your friends or something you don't like, you can share this episode with. But uh, um, basically, we thank you guys for for tuning in for all of our shenanigans. We really enjoy doing this. Um, And we are always open to uh, feedback and suggestions. So uh, until next time, guys, uh, we'll see you. See you later, guys.